everyone, and welcome to the Co-Optional Podcast. And Hi. Jesse is just I'm coasting. I'm, I have a pen, so I'm down to business. You always have to have a pen in your hand when you're going to do business. Business? Okay. Business. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is the Co-Optional Podcast, episode 234, uh, featuring... Mr. Jim Sterling, welcome to the show. Hello. Hi. Um, you have to forgive me. I'm training my mew at the moment. Um, <laughs> it, you just swing it about and pretend you walk. That's how you get them. That's how you get big walk. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Um, you guys may notice that, unfortunately, we are uh, down a, a Dodger today. However... Uh, Sony's presence at E3 2019 has graciously graced us with their non-presence, as indicated Wait, by the fantastic overlay. Wait, is Dodger the Sony of this podcast? <laughs> no, it's just that she's gone, and I, you know, I felt like, you know, we were expecting her to show up, and so that so we have a live feed from the future. That's right. That's the, so. This is oh my god, Jenna, are we? Technology. Technology is, yeah. All right. Well, it's weird that, that we don't have any footage from the future. I feel like that's a dark omen. I don't uh, no, I don't feel like that works out well for us. Would you like a better infographic? Is, is, that, is that what you're saying? I just, maybe like an empty stage. I just feel like immense and perpetual darkness is a weird thing to see in 2019. I don't know if I'm ready for that reality. Hmm. I don't, you know, what if it was like an empty an empty stage wait wait wait, wait. hold on L let me see if i can do this cross fingers guys i don't know maybe here we go right here <laughs> does that make you feel better <laughs> i have to wait for it to catch up you know oh, how it is. that's right that's right uh oh Fortnite. oh my god can i be real with you i think i saw this image <laughs> someone posted this yeah I brian altano tweeted it i still think it would be the exact same amount of people as normal e3 if not more, actually. I'm convinced. I'm convinced of that. I don't want to stereotype fat people, but <laughs> what them nachos do, though? <laughs> Tell me more about this nacho situation up northwards here. Fuck the Fortnite. Well, well here's, here's the thing. What you're not seeing is over more on the right is hot dogs and hamburgers, I believe, is part of that image. It is. So is I also nacho, like hot dogs, hamburgers. This is the greatest place I'd ever go. I don't think it's a it's good advertisement for the nachos to be flanked by toilets. <laughs> I, I do and like how we have Konami. <laughs> That's truth in advertising, though. The toilets are bigger than the petting zoo. <laughs> <laughs> That's two massive toilets. And the petting zoo's as big as Konami. Well, I suppose that's where you put the petting zoo shit, isn't it? <laughs> I'll be honest. I That'd be the first time I go to E3 and not have to worry about Oh, line going to the bathroom. It'd be great. I this is this might actually be the E3 we need as oh a God. nation. I just saw it zoomed out. The hot dogs area is massive. Yep. I might actually go to E3 this year. <laughs> massive, massive toilets, nachos. There were hot multiple toilet areas. Like what? booth. This is brilliant. This yeah. is the best E3 ever. <laughs> hot dogs of one E3. Oh, so, yep. uh, welcome to the podcast. Um, <laughs> um, I would 
very much like to start this podcast with the most important thing in gaming news right now. Uh-oh. What? Jim Sterling's Shiny Eakins collection. <laughs> Tell us about all of your shinies. Do it. I've only got, I've only got one shiny Eakins. I had two. But here's the thing. Now, Laura Kate, who has been a guest on this show many times, um, is obsessed with Pokemon um, right now. Pokemon Let's Go. Um, Even more than me. Um, She's trying to get all of the, every single shiny there is. Uh, (laughs) At last count, she had 20. She's got more than that. It's ridiculous. Um, She wanted a shiny Ekans. I was like, I've got a shiny Arbok for you. Because I was going to have a shiny Arbok and then just get a regular purple Ekans and keep that as part, in part of my own private Ekans reserve. Um, as you do. So, yeah. Now, the thing about their trading is you can't just get your friends list and be like, look, my friend's playing Pokemon. I'll trade some Pokemon with her. That's too straightforward. That's too straightforward for Game Freak and the Pokemon company and anything on Nintendo. So... Instead, you've got to pick three pictures of Pokemon, and that's your code. So you do like Bulbasaur, ah. Rattata, Diglett, and put that in. And then someone else at the same time will have put that in. And because there are so many people playing it, you never know who you're going to connect to. Just someone else who picked Bulbasaur, Rattata, Diglett. So I hope you don't live it- in like a, a, an apartment complex. You're basically screwed. Exactly. <laughs> All the kids picking the same ones. So Laura gets her code, tells me the code she put in to trade so I could give her this shiny Arbok uh, and says she'll give me a Growlithe. And I'm like, it, it's fine. I've got reserves of Ekans. I've got another shiny Ekans. We're just helping each other out. So we're not looking for like, you know, equal trades. So she says, I've got a Growlithe. I'll give you that because I, I can't get a Growlithe on eBay. So I put the Arbok up. The Growlithe comes up. It trades. And only then do we think, what's your username? So whoever the whoever the fuck Tang is has walked away with a right steal. Oh no! It was just the fact that she said she had a Growlithe, and she said she saw me. She said the name—I forget what it was—but she said it just sounded very Jim. So she just assumed it was me. Um, So I just thought, right, brilliant. There's the Growlithe. Trade along. Jobs are good, and then right after it was, she was like. I didn't get it. And then I looked and said, oh, you're not Tang, are you? No. So I'm not, it's not too bad for me because, like I said, I've got my shot. I I I ended up with two shiny Akansits. So I'm I'm okay. And I'm going to get more, obviously. (laughs) Um, So it's not an issue on my end. But whoever Tang is, oh, lucky little fucker. Because that wasn't for them. Oh, Tang. Uh, Tang, get away with it again, Tang! Tang can do it. Yeah. So, fun fact, the uh, episode of, the last episode of the Co-Optional Podcast got copyright claimed by Warner Brothers for for that Detective Pikachu trailer that I literally only showed, like, two seconds out of. The window is very, very cropped, and I transitioned very much back and forth. I think in total, maybe it was maybe four seconds of Detective Pikachu footage. You done messed up? Apparently if so. I, if I was ever given the option of doing any work in association with Warner Brothers or eating warm garbage, 
I would Eat pick up a plastic garbage. knife and fork that was probably in the garbage and start chomping away. Warner Brothers is filth. Warner Brothers is scum. I hate Warner Brothers. <laughs> Warner Brothers Interactive is as bad as any Ubisoft or Electronic Arts or Activision. It's up there with them. It just gets away with it because people don't bother thinking about it very much. They're awful. I, I, I note that that you, you missed a, a very, very important a very important studio and publisher there. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> oh, Bethesda. You love them so much, right? We're not a triple A publisher. Someone, I forget who it was, I think it was a, a comment to my um, <laughs> my gym position on Monday where I listed my, my, my favorite examples of Bethesda's massive incompetence. And so I said, we shouldn't call their games AAA games. They should be called $60 budget titles. Yeah. I, I thought, I, that's quite fitting. I believe I, uh, it was, yeah, yesterday, I think it was, I woke up to a six times Bethesda was massively incompetent video. I think that, yeah, that's Yeah, I'm quite what pleased was... with that. Yeah. yeah. I'm quite happy with it. Um yeah, yeah, it's, I mean, a lot of people said, like, you know, why did you limit yourself to six? I had to, I had to really shave it down to my favourites, because otherwise <laughs> I'd have been there all day. I don't do, like, hour-long videos, um, but I'd have needed in excess of an hour if I wanted to be comprehensive. So I just picked my favourite ones, just the ones I really like. Just um, the ones where we've been using the same game engine for, oh, I don't know, the past hundred years, Um are making oh, really amazing ports. Fallout 76 came out just a few weeks after Red Dead Redemption 2. Think mm -hmm. about that. Think about that. Unbelievable. They have been left in the dust. They should stick to publishing id games. They really should. I'm not just saying that to be churlish. No, no, no. They were once the market leaders when it came to open world, uh, role-playing, action fantasy, power fantasy experiences. Uh, but they are just, they're in the dirt now. And it wouldn't be so bad if they were leading in some other way. Like, I'm not all for spending huge amounts of money, making developers work crunch periods, anything like that. Oh, you know, yeah. make the game you can make. But to release Fallout 76 without the stuff Bethesda's been critically acclaimed for, without the, the proper world building, the storytelling, the quest progression, it's only exposed what a Bethesda game is. And it's a bit naff. And if that's all they can come up with now, in the same year as Red Dead Redemption 2, Spider-Man, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which I've got my problems with, uh, you know, biz on the business side, oh, but I shops. can't deny it. It's no, the, no, the amazing monetization of yeah. Assassin's Creed I've got my Odyssey. issues with it, but in terms of building a, a world that other people who aren't me are enjoying very much, um, you know, it they did knock it out of the park in several areas. Uh, and then for this worm-eaten crap to just slime its way onto people's hard drives alongside multiple 50 gigabyte patches that we're all dealing with. I mean, it's not on. It's embarrassing. Bethesda, you're embar it's pathetic. You're embarrassing yourself, mate. Pathetic. I love it. That needs to be a hashtag. Make it happen. Um, I have been consistently taken to task over the past probably like three weeks, I think, by a lot of the audience 
for getting on what has been called the, I, I don't know, I guess like the edgy hate train. You know, basically all the big games that come out, I, I just yeah, crap I'm all over them. Yeah, I'm the conductor on that one. Oh, oh great, awesome, yay. <laughs> <laughs> that's a truck, that's not a truck. Yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> get in the back that's... of my trailer. <laughs> get on board the hate truck, kids. <laughs> Huh. The hate truck's way better than the hate train. I love it. Get on in the back. Pop open the back. Get in. The truck is definitely oh, more okay. more local to West Virginia as well. You know, both taillights are out. We're still driving in, in the dark. Um, we still have yet to see anyone more than like five other people in the entirety of this expansive world that's four times bigger than Fallout 4. But yeah, I, I, I ranted a lot on last week's podcast, and um, yeah, people didn't like it. But I also had many a true nerd on, John, who uh, is very good, and um, you know, he, he he went toe-to-toe with me on, on some stuff. Me. Which Yeah, he, he, well, he, he likes Fallout, and I love the Fallout franchise. I just haven't really liked it since Subsidian left a scene. Hmm. <laughs> I really it need to be drinking amazing. tea instead of coffee for this, but... It's amazing how well Obsidian made Fallout New Vegas. All things considered. As I, I mentioned know. in that video, I talked know. about, you know, 18 months. And then they withheld a bonus because it was off the Metacritic score by one point. Bethesda. Let's talk about Metacritic score. How reliable. Yeah, no. I mean... No. You know, you want the unqualified opinions of people like me to determine what your pay bonuses look like. Here's all I need to know about Metacritic. They gave the phenomenal, phenomenal Brendan Fraser movie, The Mummy, a 57. Get the fuck out. Get out what? of here, Metacritic. What? I bet they what actually would... give Tom Cruise's The Mummy, like, a higher score. And the... that was bad. Brendan Fraser's Mummy movie is cinema gold. Agreed. I love that. Agreed. Benny was on the wrong. He was on the wrong side of the river. Right. <laughs> O'Connell. Like, oh, I stand corrected. It is now at a forty-eight. It is a forty-eight. On. I can't do it. I can't do it. That is a cinema masterpiece. That is. is what is this conspiracy? Delightful movie. Down. How dare you hate on Brendan Fraser? That is a phenomenal wow. film. I've got I, a ton of death threats that I've received for my negative reviews. I'm gonna have to change some words around and send them right back out. The mummy at 48. Uh, Richard Sneckle of Time called it a deeply dopey movie. You're a deeply dopey critic. Get out of here. It is a deeply dopey movie though. That's why it deserves a nine. That's why it's phenomenal. Oh man, makes me so mad. These are the a same. bloke in a fez has locusts on his head and says, what have we done? It's brilliant. This is the best, like, this is the same people that probably go to restaurants and tell people that they're a Yelp reviewer before they're even served. <laughs> and they're just like, say no. <laughs> oh my God, do people do that? That's adorable. I've seen people with their Yelp app out and they're just like eating and, and typing like on their massive phablet <laughs> of a phone. <laughs> How do they think that will get their food not pissed in? How do they think that will work for them? Especially when they're at an Applebee's. You do know that all they do is microwave this stuff, right? It's, it's not like... I mean, really. They can't, come on. <laughs> Who goes to microwave. Applebee's and fronts? 
Yeah, you can't you can't microwave uh, jalapeno cheddar bay poppers with extra sriracha sauce or whatever the hell crazy shit they've come up with. You can't do that. That's unmicrowavable. That comes fresh from the package. Also, I have never been to a Red Lobster and actually seen a lobster come out of the tank and and be made. Has anyone else? I mean, am I alone in this? Nah, no one's going to Red Lobster for the. No, first off, let's. Be I real. go for the Cheddar no Bay biscuits. Going, yeah, no one's going to Red right. Lobster for anything but the biscuits. Yeah, the rest of it, that's just extra. But I just, I find it weird. I was thinking about it the other day. I'm like, I don't think I've actually ever seen a lobster come out of the tank. I mean, they, they have them. They, you, I, I imagine they probably just don't. They probably have another one in the back no, and they deal with all of that. They put the best lobsters out front, but you ain't getting the show lobsters. You've got, yeah. you got the crap lobsters in the back. There you is... got the Fallout 76 <laughs> Okay, so... They put New Vegas out in the tank. So speaking of Fallout 76 lobsters, okay. So I grew up in, like, well, <laughs> Jesse and I <laughs> grew up in the tri-state area of the Ohio Valley. Um, so growing up a little bit in West it's Virginia. Yeah. Um, at least you were like closer in like what Louisville at some point, Jesse. You you were closer to civilization than I was, right? Maybe. Well, I mean, sure. Okay, yeah. Uh, comparatively, <laughs> comparatively. Yes. Okay. Comparatively, yes. So in Mingo County in West Virginia, um, when I was growing up, as far as lobsters were concerned, we had the seafood restaurant. And keep in mind, we're not we're nowhere near a beach or. Anywhere you should be catching live lobsters, there was a claw machine, like at like in an arcade, a claw machine where you would actually use the claw, and there were these really, like probably like the worst lobsters you'd ever seen in your entire life. Oh, and if you God. if you caught a lobster with the claw, that that was it. You you they would cook it for you, and that that would be a thing. So oh, that is the Fallout what? 76 of lobsters yeah. right there. <laughs> oh, I love Country lobsters. roads, take me home. Take me home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like lobsters. I think they're adorable. I, I can't eat them now. It's, it would be like eating a cat. I, I don't eat lobster, but I just, I rem- that was like burned oh, I into that my shit. brain. I love those little sea bugs. They are delicious. <laughs> At the very least, just cook them. Why the torture? Why the, if you put them this way, they're paralyzed? Why the, if you throw them in boiling water, you can hear them scream. That makes them extra tasty. You the secret s- ingredient is pain and fear. You can yes. freeze no, them and, right. they'll, and they'll go to sleep. If you freeze yes. them, then they won't scream. But no, you don't want to freeze still, that sweet tender meat. You want to boil that it's shit. It's all still bad. It's just all of it's bad. <laughs> don't do I don't know. But yeah, we used to eat crawdads instead that we would catch because West Virginia. So yeah, we, we there are, there's a Fallout 76 version of everything and we don't require an apocalypse to make it happen. <laughs> Go West Virginia. <laughs> um Battlefield 5, lol. Those are I'm my notes. Those are my I'm notes. I that before I came on. Oh yeah, how is it? It's Battlefield yeah, the oh, same. it's it's, it's Battlefield. <laughs> yeah, there's. I I haven't played the story mode. I want to do that because I know it'll be like really ridiculous because it's never good, but it's always like over the top. So I want to do that. But yeah, no, it is just like another reskinned Battlefield. If you're yeah. looking for different mechanics, good luck. <laughs> Wait for the next one, maybe. But it's not this. 
Yeah, and that's fine. That's fine. I like Battlefield 1 a fair bit. It's mm. fine. I waited for the game's third release date to get it. To get it. <laughs> you know, it's it's not worth, you know, getting the $100 or whatever edition, whatever multiple edition there are of it. I don't even know anymore. I can't keep track. I can't keep track of the multiple release dates and multiple editions. Are these bloody games, I'm old and exhausted. Uh, so I just waited to get the standard edition um, for the normal, the shell price, the starter price, and uh, add a couple rounds before I came on. And yeah, it's it's all right. You shoot people. War never changes. Yeah, and stand around near some flags for a minute. Sounds okay. <laughs> uh, speaking of multiple editions, and that's something I I hate quite frequently on on the hate truck that we're on um, it's only gonna get worse i know it's sad. We got the silver edition the gold edition they're gonna whack a platinum edition on top of that like i saw fallout 76 had its platinum edition and i'm like that's the the name for the next tier they're gonna add so you got your standard your silver your gold your platinum and then what other exorbitant ones ubisoft wants to pile on top I love the physical ones that don't even come with the actual game. You have to buy them separately. But it's for freedom, so that way you can choose the level that you want of the game. It's like, come on. Please, no. No. They're That's more expensive. I, I, I did an episode on that once with the Games Not Included editions. Yeah. And you stack it up to ones with the games included. And they've just... It's just them making a bit of more... bit extra money for doing no extra work which is where the industry's going. It's the value keeps going down, the price keeps going up, and we're supposed to believe still that, oh, prices never changed from $60, so they've got to keep doing this to survive. Bollocks, they have. Bollocks, it's been $60. It's that long ago that became a starter price. Once upon a time, they developed games, and when a game was done, they released it, and then we bought it, and then we played it, and everyone lived happily ever after until the future happened. Yeah, I realize I'm an ancient, creeping old man now, but it's true. That did happen. <laughs> we were there. We were there, man. Yeah. Um, the reason I wanted to bring up the multiple editions is because I, I really wanted to ask Jesse, did you end up playing The Quiet Man, the worst game of the year? Uh, I ended up purchasing it. I have not played it yet. I. Um, what level did you purchase? I couldn't believe there were multiple levels of purchase oh, I, for that game. I just purchased the normal i like like when we talked about assassin's creed odyssey where it was like ah, yeah. there's 15 levels with which you can choose from i was like now i'm good with the normal one i don't need anything bigger uh yeah i just got the normal one i didn't i didn't even look to see what kind of crazy bonuses i would get if i put in what is it what is the hold on quiet man collector's edition Mm. I didn't even realize it had a special edition. It did. And so when I put together the podcast video, I very rarely make edits in the podcast VOD because um, I, I like the live viewers to have the kind of same experience as you know the VOD viewers. However, um, I, I did happen to Photoshop basically the trailer where he's like carrying that bag. And I put the collector's edition in. I photoshopped the collector's edition into the bag as he puts it on top of the trash because I just couldn't. I couldn't help myself. So yeah, that that that's the, a thing. The quiet man is <sighs> dis distressingly bad. That's but why I'm excited for it. Jesse Here's wants to play it for a stream, and and I oh, get man. Here's I'm the ready. thing. 
here's the problem. There are some bad games that are funny to play in the same way a bad movie is funny to watch. It's hard to do because the, the, the interaction requires more of the audience than just watching a bad film. But Quiet Man isn't even fun. It's funny to look at someone else play it. So your audience is going to be quids in there, but you are going to have a bad, bad time. It's a bad Never. time for you to not enjoy. I watch Nick Cage movies for fun. I'm fine. I'm ready to go. Because, <laughs> But no, I went on to the Sony website and I did it again just now. I only saw the one version. I didn't know there oh, were did multiple you? versions. I see. Yeah. There's um, I, just, I tried Googling for them. I just keep getting collector's editions of the John Wayne film. Right, but, um, yeah. Oh, I'm going to have to check that out because it is, it's already pretentious that they think they deserve to release a game in the first place. <laughs> but, uh, oh, to do multiple editions. They are, mm -hmm. That game is so up its own ass. Yeah. So up its own ass. It's... It can brush its teeth with itself. If I like the fact that you can buy a Quiet Man dynamic theme in Avatar Bundle. Yeah, oh that's, my what, God. that's what it I is. That's that. the limited edition of it. I is, do that. Yeah. So that limited edition, um, you could have purchased it prior to the release. Um, yeah, literally just for a dynamic theme and the avatars. Cool. Me and, Great. me and my mate go on Amazon and scroll so far back, we find the movies people have made themselves and uploaded. <laughs> and that is more tolerable than The Quiet Man, a game so exhausting. I had other games I wanted to play for fun afterwards and just, I had to say no more video games for me today. I, I wanna- I, I played The Quiet Man. That everyone hated it, and so I was like, I have to, I have to play it. But I'm playing, I got other things to play through first, so. Yeah, true. I'll get, um, I'll get there. Find more games to play first. <laughs> an endless slew of other games to play. Like, Party Hard. Two. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good game. Uh, so far. It's yeah. really hard. Harder than I, the original. Harder than the original plus the DLC. Yeah, Party Hard 1 was, like, if anyone's curious and you never played it, the plot was literally you are a guy, as far as I could tell, who just got fed up of his neighbors throwing raucous parties and murdered all of them, I think is the plot. Um, and It's, it's a great plot. <laughs> Like you have to just get rid of all of the, like the drug dealers and stuff who are ruining your neighborhood uh, and not get caught by the police. And so this one is the follow-up. You've been underground, I assume, working at Amazon is what it is. Like, I don't know where you're working. And you're taking pills to sort of get by. And then one day, oh, man, you just snap. And then it's told through you watching an old video series about you. Like it's it's. The premise of the story is bizarre. It doesn't matter. The whole point is you're going through and going to different clubs and different scenarios. We're trying to uh, take out, and it gives like, take out the five drug dealers and blow up the weapons caches. And I feel like that's their way of trying to make it a little less like, it's kind of weird that I'm playing a game where the thing is I go to clubs and kill people. Like that's, mm, right? And so uh, I think that's the way they try to change that up, but... It's genuinely like a ridiculously fun game, but subject matter wise, nowadays you're like, ooh, okay, I don't know. But uh, yeah, yeah, a bit touchy, yeah. Yeah, but it's incredibly, it's it, it's less about the act of like I'm going around killing people, more about the strategy of like how the hell do I pull this? There's like 80 people in this club, and if anyone sees me do anything, I'm arrested. So how do I do this? And so you got to go through and like. 
set up water fountains to electrocute people somehow or cause a grill to set a man on fire. You know, very ridiculous ways to, to do stuff. But it's it's a good sort of strategy, tactical, serial killer game. <laughs> it's a very, very weird way to describe that. But it definitely will keep you like, oh, my God, I got this. I got this. Oh, no, the cops. And then you're done. That's every time you play. That's really how it goes. I really like Party Hard 2. Um, I had some issues with it upon first playthrough because I, I just, for some reason, I couldn't really remember how hard or how easy Party Hard 1 was. And so I went back and reinstalled it in the DLC and played a little bit more of it. Um, and Party Hard 2, they kind of, it feels like they already expect you to have played Party Hard 1 kind of recently because there are some, some controls aren't quite explained and when they're kind of showing you through a little bit of a pseudo tutorial during the first mission, they're little like you things can't, that pop up. They're like, do this. Yeah. Like push this dude into a barbecue. Okay. And it's, but other people are around and they would see that, but nobody gets triggered. So, um, and, and there, so there are some things with the tutorial ish. Sure. That I'm, I'm not cool with, I guess, but, well, um, for anyone you're, new you're coming into right. it. Yeah, you're definitely right. One of the things that uh, going in, it took me like a few minutes, but it was like, oh, I definitely need to remember how to play the first game in order to play this one because they yeah. don't necessarily tell you all the things you need to know. Uh, but with that said, when you see a pixel character dressed as Harley Quinn, you're like, oh, I oh, I'm going to kill her. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to kill her. And she's I, like dancing off the bat. And you're like, mm-mm, mm-mm. You got to go, kid. You got to go. I'm tired of this shit. You got to go. So, uh, yeah, it's it's... Every once in a while, we see, like, a guy wearing an owl head dancing next to a sexy nun, and you're like, <laughs> both of you got to go. I can't have the two of you in my town. Get out! Yeah. So. Yeah, I um, I think it's, like, mission two where you see Harley Quinn. It's, like, as soon as it happened, I was just, like, screenshot, post on Twitter. <laughs> I was, like, look who I found. And I'm, like, yeah, actually, considering you can literally summon a circus bear or, or yeah. whatever to or from the zoo that bear, um, that bear is a mate <laughs> yeah that bear didn't do i summoned the bear and he just walked around outside it was like great cool. right? what is he supposed to do? <laughs> he now scared people bear. but didn't scare them in a way that helped me at all because there's way too many people and i guess i just used him too early um even well, he things- eventually goes in the club and it scares yeah. people out clubs you can like one of the biggest things i like to do is kill the dj because the dj always annoys me and so if i can get that dj like alone oh man he he's out of here and then i am the dj making the music and they let you change the music in this one you can go through and change up the the tune so i I like that there are more things to interact with in this one i feel um anything as silly as just like letting go the balloons hey what's going on boom you're dead um but but some some bits are just kind of wonky and you're like why why is this why is this here is it just here to confuse me because this doesn't make a whole lot of sense unlike like with the hitman 2 where it's like infinite possibilities replayability a million times over and it's satisfying each time sometimes party hard 2 is i feel like the the skill level is a bit higher, and you just, you just I, have I to don't learn the like weird world physics or whatever, like the mechanics of the world they've created. Because once you know what you can do, you're like, okay, I can figure this out. But until you do and you know what is allowed, yeah. Because sometimes some of the traps you can create are like, wait, so I put pills into a ventilation system, and that, yeah. <laughs> 
Like, wait, what? Yeah. I, I, I remember um, in the first level doing something with, like, the chemical lab, you know, putting stuff in it or whatever. And I guess I waited too long. And then I guess the meth lab or whatever blew up. Sure. Um, but I didn't as get any- As they tend to do. Yeah, I just I didn't get any kind of indication as to like when it would happen, like even getting a bit of a, a countdown or some sort of aid well, from the, the scientist. Right? The point yeah, is it's supposed to be like a little trolley and that mm. you're not supposed to know exactly because even when you blow up the cache of weapons on the first level, um, the it, it you throw a Molotov on it and it goes right. off and you're like nailed it. But unless you look up and see that you didn't like do the achievement, yeah, you won't. If you stand around, it'll just explode even bigger in a minute. Right. So you have to like be quick. I I I think they just do that on purpose. I raged with that level because that was the last thing I did was blow up the crates. Everybody else, for the most part, was dead, and that was what I had done. And I raged so hard that I. I, I party hard too ish too hard <laughs> and I just I couldn't I had to put it down. I You partied too hard. Yeah. I partied too hard. I walked away. I also also <laughs> why is party hard too not called party too hard? What is yeah. going on over there? Marketing What are they doing? <laughs> Come on. That's perfect. Hi, hire Jesse Cox. He will he will he will Only he will to teach name you. your stuff. Not to really do anything, but just to like give you names. <laughs> Oh, games. Mm-hmm. What else have we been playing lately? Anything fun? Exciting? I didn't really want to do too much in, in news because I feel like gaming news right now is just so... Uh, it's like I could talk about H1Z1. Don't want to. Um, no. So, yeah. Games. What are we playing? <laughs> uh... Everyone out there, if you like FMV games as much as I like FMV games, go uh, pick up Shapeshifting Detective. It's a real treat. Um, it's about a detective that you play that can become other people. And so that's how you solve the mystery is by becoming people you've met. And then you go and interview people and try to get secrets out of them. But you have to walk the fine line between guessing what their relationship is to other people and what you know and how the you know you can't like show me like oh bobby i like if you become like julia the sexy lady you can't go to bobby and be like bobby i love you if you tell me all your secrets i'll give you sexy times because then bobby will be like all right but then later bobby will go to julia all like julia let's do it again and then she'll be like who the, what the hell? No, get the hell out of here. And so then they'll get, they'll get on to you because they'll be like, something's not right here. So it is super duper awesome. And uh, Dodger and I are playing it right now. And it's like ridiculous, ridiculously fun. So check it out. come up on my lists when I'm, I'm scrolling through for new games to check out. I've not, I was going to say, I've not played a, an FMV game for quite some time. I don't think The Quiet Man counts. <laughs> no, it, an FMV game or a game or anything. That's a, that's a um, cutscene, rotating screen. <laughs> the Quiet Man. What I, like I, I, I what I like about this one, I take full credit, and because they tweeted about it, so I'm taking full credit for this. Um, I've been like a on a huge FMV kick. I played the last Tex Murphy game. I played uh, Contradiction, which was super fun, and Doctor Decker, which was super fun, and they're all these games. So, the Contradiction team. The guy who made the game Contradiction vanished. I don't know what happened to him. He, like Kaiser Soze, he was gone. Uh, but the Dr. Decker team, I was like, 
we need a game. I tweeted like, guys, we need a game that features all these actors from all these FMV games. And so that's what this is. And they even tweeted like, it's because Jesse made this tweet that we made this happen. I'm like, <gasps> whoa. Literally, it is. It has the characters from, Con like, the actors from Contradiction, the actors from Dr. Decker, Tex Murphy does VO in this. Like, it is a who's who of modern FMV games. And I think it's great. I love all of it. And so, uh, not also, just the redhead. There, there are many redheads in this game. Thank you very much. There are many redheads, and they are all fighting for each other. Oh man, I love it. Um, yeah, it is. It's like a really fun mystery. And in between segments of talking to people, there's a radio that plays like scary stories in the background. And there's like a weird radio play, which is, I can't figure out what's going on because it's supposed to be like, um, like a late night horror radio show with these two people but it's a little sexual like a little sexual and i can't figure but it's done in the campiest silliest way because the guy is like really over the top and the woman's like yes that's correct okay wonderful and so the guy's like watch out it's going to get wet out there tonight with all the rain and the woman's like i like to get wet <laughs> it's, it's incredible the entire thing is incredible i don't know what it's it's really, really good. Uh, so I would definitely recommend if you if you like want to jump back into FMB games. A new Tex Murphy games coming out soon. Like, I love it. I love those games that, that like solidly B style like acting fun is always great. That's why I love Nick Cage because it's just like, fuck it, we're gonna have fun. Let's do it. All I know is I saw like a redhead with a clipboard with a kind of libra librarian vibe to her. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is Jesse's game right here. Well, <laughs> that character is the crazy like I will say we'll say mermaid air quotes from from Dr. Decker. Oh. Uh, and she is like a genuinely like nice, like nice human being who responds to my messages. <laughs> that sounds really creepy. Hi, a little hi. bit, just a touch. How you doing? Um, but she's not the only. Yeah, there's another redhead who, according to the plot, is like a cellist, but also into boudoir photos. So I like everything about this game. Nah, he's so good. I so believe, Jesse. I believe. <laughs> The last FMV game I played was that Bunker one. Is it just called The Bunker? That English fella in The Bunker. Uh, oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that is a horror game? The, yeah, yeah The Bunker, right? Weird FMV game, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know um, it's set in a bunker. I was just trying to remember if that's what it was actually called. I think it was. Yeah, it is called The Bunker. Yeah, okay. There was another like game. Like The Last Man on Earth? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was it called Late Shift? No, no, that's something else. That's that's another one I kept seeing and, and didn't check An out. An FMV video game, Late Shift. I think this is one they didn't finish, maybe? I don't... Yeah, there's a yes. lot of FMV yes, games. Yes, actually. Mm -hmm. yep, there's that one that good. I played that I really, really enjoyed where it was you were trapped underground um, and, and like there was basically like a, like a saw situation and you had to like get out and then you had to... It was great, but it was only one chapter. And they never finished it. It was produced by like the Canada Film Association or something. I was like, "Come on, Canada, fork over some cash, finish this thing." There have been a lot of uh, 
really fun FMV games. I've always wanted to make one. I've looked into like the budgeting of an FMV game. Compared to other games, it is ludicrously cheap. I've always wanted to make one. It's my dream to make just a ridiculous FMV game. One day it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Do you already like know the plot and everything of what would go down or you just that's it i just you know oh, it's it'd be a big game you don't need it you you just get a gopro a couple of your friends a few drinks and you bang that out in a weekend yeah. video games are easy i don't know why everyone doesn't make them yeah it's s- s- simple i can do that uh no what the plot would be meta meta is shit it'd be <laughs> one of those games where you're like not sure if you're playing the game anymore you're like something's wrong was my computer bugged out yeah it'd be one of those nice and at the end, the, the the attractive redhead who's in it would be like, "Hey, I, God, we, I don't know how we'd film this. We'd have to do a million different." I, takes. I'm just, I'm going through like the list of redheaded females that we know, and I'm, I'm afraid that Felicia Day just keeps coming into my head over and over oh and over. My God. And I'm just trying to think if you guys could actually like kill that scene at the end. And I'm just thinking here, like. But I, jo- but I Joss want it to be like, wept, maybe? <laughs> I'm not sure. I want it to be like really messed up where whoever the actress is goes into the studio for like a week and just records every possible name combo. So she'll so be like, I need your help, Jenna Bain. Like, really fuck you. Like, people will be like, oh shit. I need your I help, Mr. XXX Sephiroth 93XXX. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I need your help, Doomy22. Right? Like, I need all, I want all the combinations. Whatever you type your name is the beginning, I need an algorithm that makes the mouth like just say it. I want that so oh. badly. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Please, Boner Coaster. You're the only one who can help me. Like, all the real good names. Oh. Boner Coaster. You can have Doomie that 22 one. will remember that. Doomie 22. <laughs> oh, hey, Jesse. You got a red cup, too. What's up? Yeah. You know, mine just has coffee you know, in it. It's that American thing. Weird. That's okay. Mine has Diet Coke, so it's fine. Mm. I can't drink out of those silly Starbucks bottles because they, I don't know, like, they just want to drip coffee all the time where the caps go on. So I just pour it into a red cup, and then everybody just thinks that I'm drinking hard stuff on stream i'm fine with it whatever mm-hmm. if i could do this show while drinking oh, man that would be so cool i think you'd be a, a lot dream. more like relaxed and you'd be like you know what today we're talking about <sighs> potatoes fmv games and all the possible combinations or fmv games i was gonna yeah. say potatoes Potato. you ever like had a really good baked potato that's a conversation i'm down to have one day if you ever want to just like stop talking about games and get down to like good baked potatoes. Man, I love a baked potato. We could I talk love- about we we could talk about jacket potatoes like all day long. It'd be, I it'd be love good. them. They're, they're so not good. Potato salad BS. Not mashed potatoes. No, not no, French no. fries. No. A nice baked potato. Y'all are killing me here. Like we started off with <laughs> E3 hot dogs, and now it's onto baked potato. It's too much. It's, it's like too much for the hungry man. <laughs> All I want now is a jacket potato with like some tuna and butter and cheese. I'm sorry, oh. what? Oh my god! I'm sorry, what? What, what do you mean? What? What's that? Tuna, All right, jacket, butter, open. cheese. Tuna, yeah. butter, and cheese. Uh-huh. Have you never I... had a baked potato with tuna, butter, and cheese? Never? Has anybody? Um, 
the majority of the UK probably has at least. With tuna? You know what? Tuna potato is new to me, I've got to admit. What? <laughs> no. I'm not I'm not no. yeah, I'm not familiar with the tuna potato. Do you put tuna, tuna on pizza? Tuna on pizza is great too. That's more of a like the last I like time I had tuna sandwich. on pizza was in Denmark. I, I, feel like I, I feel like I need to like consult like every person I know in England now because I have had so many tuna cheese like jacket potatoes. I'm just like, how in, am I the only person who goes there and walks away with it? It's not possible. Yo, yo I'm gonna let people know if you have not. I don't know anything about this whole tuna potato thing. That's crazy. <laughs> but tuna on pizza, I thought that'd be gross too until I it's had it. So good. And, and with I, corn, it, like, tuna and corn. A together. Danish Pizza Hut, by the way. So it was. I wasn't expecting greatness. Uh, no, it was a Danish Domino's, and it was a tuna pizza, and it was like good, which goes against everything I believe. But it was good, so I can't look. It goes to my theory: there may be not good pizzas, but there's never a bad pizza. Pizza will never just be shit. Pizza will always be a level of like, well, that was all right, or that was amazing, but it doesn't go below. There is no shit pizza. It doesn't exist. Fact. I'm still just trying to reconcile tuna and cheese. Tuna and cheese is the best. I've I mean, okay. It you could do chicken and cheese would work too, or ham and cheese. That would that would work as well. Totino's no. oven pizzas, they're shit. Nope. I want to nope. say that they are shit. They're not shit. They are bad, but they're not terrible. They're still like, you know what? You can eat that and be like, I'm not happy, but it wasn't the worst no, I could I don't eat. Know. I I had one like the other day. I had one the other day while watching Incredibles 2. It almost knocked me sick. The pizza, not Incredibles 2, which was okay. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's on you though. I don't. You're wrong. I mean, you've never been more wrong in your life, ever. Pizza is always good. I just, they, this is the hill I'm dying on. This is the hill I'm dying on. I'm I mean, one. Go to bat for Totino's oven pizza. I mean, oh, yeah. respect your life choices. They're just not for me. <laughs> Those little tiny square pieces of pepperoni. Oh, that, that, oh. <laughs> Those are delicious. You're all wrong. Oh, it was like eating some sort of weird savory cream. Yeah, I'm still here, by the way. I am actually just trying to look for a video <laughs> on this game I saw Strip and Play in the other day. And um, have you guys seen uh, One Hour, One Life? Yeah. He was oh, playing it. A, a few shreds of it, yeah. Yeah, he was playing it on stream, and I walked in after a long, long time of playing StarCraft, like totally tunnel visioned the um, last season of um, StarCraft Two wound up yesterday. So today is the start of season four for 2018. And so here I am, like, trying to trying to make masters before the season's over i probably played at least i don't know it seems like at least 50 games that day alone and and i'm like okay i need to take a break so what do we do let's go watch some starcraft haha but I, my channel was already hosting sam and so i was just like i wanted to see what he was playing and he was playing this game that i i literally believe my words were what in the don't starve hell is this <laughs> you know what um, it is um this is a premise that I've seen before because I, I, when I was a teacher, there was a game very much like this. And it was called Real Life. 
And so for those of you who don't know what uh, One Hour, One Life is, it's basically you are born into this world as a thing. Uh, you could be a, a mom. You could be like a little kid. It doesn't, whoever you are, you're this character. And you live roughly an hour or you're killed by a boar or you fall in a Starve. river. and Whatever happens to you, <laughs> yeah. right? And the premise comes from a game called uh, Real Life that I used to use when I taught because it was, this one is a little more, you know, don't starvey and, and comical and animated and it doesn't have any real life stuff. But in the game Real Life, exact same premise. You are born using real data and statistics, born somewhere in the world, most of the time China or India, and you live a life and each turn is a choice you pick. Uh, or uh, each turn is like, a year of your life and choices happen and you select what to do with your time. And of course, because it's a real life simulator, as you age up, you have less and less free time and the choices you make also affect what free time you have. So it also affects your stats. So if you're like, well, I definitely go out and I exercise a lot and I do all that stuff, but you have no points in like social skills. Eventually your life path will, you'll be like a super fit dude, but you will also have no friends. And so it's like, well, okay, what do I do? You know, so basically the end game there is you become Patrick Bateman. Basically <laughs> the end game is you, there's like crazy. I've had, I had students who would be dead at 23. I had students who would be like 95 and own a, they grew up in like Pakistan and now own a bakery in New York at 95, like like crazy stories that happen through this game. And it's fascinating to look at and see what their choices are. And it gives you the basic ones. They're like, your friends want to go smoke. Do you want to go smoke too? And I'd be like, do what you want to do. Be, <laughs> be the person you want to be, live this life. Because again, just like real life, sometimes you be, yeah, like, yeah, I go smoke with my friends. It's like you become addicted to cigarettes and you love smoking. And then the path is like, you're 102 and you eat bacon and beer and you've lived forever. And sometimes it's like you're dead at 30. Right. And it's just like, it's fascinating to see how all the algorithms work and how people like do things with their lives. I've had people who've tried to live like the most purest, wonderful life imaginable and just be like, yeah, I take care of my family and I go to school every day and I'm really kind of my friends. And it's like, you get hit by a truck at 18. <laughs> it's like, Oh shit. This is why people play video games to escape real life. Because the moment you make real life a video game, it's only ever a survival horror. It's yeah. only ever a terrifying nightmare hellscape. Yeah, I, I play video games to forget that life is happening. And that's kind of like what this game is. This game's a more silly version and like a more um, stick figure character version and a lot more visual. But it's essentially that. You are just living a life you are born into this world in in some way shape or form and then you along with everyone else who's on i don't know if they do like a sharding thing or it's individual service or everyone's in the same i don't know i'm not sure how they pull that off but um and you all work towards an objective and then you just die and then you come back and if you keep playing you can build from like the mud huts you guys started into like cityscapes and stuff which yeah. is pretty fascinating and pretty cool it it was pretty surreal watching some of it the other day because I, I just I I was trying to wrap my head around it and I'm just like okay this is kind of like don't starve a bit but at the same time it's kind of creepy like Rusty Lake <laughs> all of a sudden like what's it's just like the creep vibes were pretty real um and and then they totally like pulled like a Roanoke with their specific server I think he was playing with like Kraken and a couple other people um, they ended up with only only dudes so there was like the mom. And there were only dudes. Somehow, she still managed to have babies. 
they're all inbred now but uh yeah they're like we need girls we need we need women i'm just like video game world problems what's happening here so yeah it is a real life simulator then yeah <laughs> yeah but it, it looked it interesting looks like, it's like it looks like richard scary had the worst nightmare of his life <laughs> right right one of the one of the things i noticed about the game is that at least from watching other people play is that it seems really clunky i don't know control wise but everyone i watched was like no one seemed to be thrilled with the way the game controlled. And so mm -hmm. that's why I was like, I don't know that I want to buy this because I like being able to feel like I'm doing something with the game I have instead of like fighting it. So, right. Oh, then you're going to enjoy the quiet, man. Enjoy that combat. Mm. <laughs> Great. I can't I know, wait. I know, I know you can't wait. I, I know. You're the time of your life. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, the quiet, man. It's the Totino's Oven Pizza of video games. It, what you have to buy like six of them in order to get in-game loot <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> if you're high enough it's enjoyable is what you're saying but if you get it at walmart it's like a double combo i just could not believe being in that if line you get, with... <sighs> if you get high while playing the quiet man i it will it'll be a bad time you'll think it you'll think you got a bad like batch but no no it was the quiet man that will bring you down in a heartbeat. Oh boy, I can't wait. <laughs> it's a good thing if you want to get sober. If you got too high and then you realize you've got a speaking engagement at a <laughs> church, um, which I guess would make you a priest. But if you've got that going, if you're a, if you're a high priest, if you're a high priest, if you're a high priest, if you're a high if you're a high high priest, and it's Sunday. Play the quiet man for forty minutes, and then you'll you'll sort yourself. In church life. today, today's church. So turn your Bibles now to Quiet Man, thirteen forty four. So that's what Lo was actually. Go ahead. No, no, oh. I just want someone in church to play Quiet Man for the entire church service. Well, I mean, let so us learn lessons from Quiet Man and keep your voices down because Padre's got a headache. <laughs> I feel like it was like that whole coming to Jesus moment that Sony had for us for uh, The Last of Us at the last mm. E3, that whole cluster of issues that was going on there. So maybe that's why they're not there next year. Hmm. Hmm. It's one less conference I have to cover. Speaking of, of things to cover, are you guys hyped for the Game Awards? Oh, the game adverts, I love them. Every year I look forward to them because I can't wait to see what anthropomorphized sponsorship character will be hanging around with Jeff Keighley that year. So, Yo, Big Man or whatever his name was, still my favorite. Or Which one? Hydro, the Schlick Hydro Man. I've never I forgotten. Love that Kevin? Man. I love him. Kevin? He lives in my heart forever. Aw, oh, Kevin Rotterdam. Oh, Rotterdam, why? Um... Poor dude. I, I feel so bad for Kevin having to be there. That, I mean, that's the one thing that um, that is kind of a downside of having friends in the industry is that you don't want to crap on the things that they do because, you know, everybody needs a job. I do. Um, and that's why I don't have many friends in the industry anymore. I know. And I feel like I'm, 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 I'm like this close. It, it was bad enough watching that new Razer phone come out. And they were like so hyped up by the specs and everything. It's like, ah, so cool that you're, you know, you're, you can game on your phone. And I'm just like, retweet Diablo when? And I'm like, I, I know for a fact that.
probably most of the, my friends at Blizzard have probably ostracized me by now. And, I don't, and I'm sad. <laughs> I, I, think, I think anyone who says they're going to watch the Video Game Awards for anything besides future game oh. announcements or like as for future stuff is like works at the company that is about to win an award. Like everyone yeah. else does not care. Like I'm, I will watch like I watch every year to see what crazy shit happens and to see what uh, video games they announce or what, the, you know, like what Kojima is going to what weird ass Kojima thing. We're going to see like, there's no reason. I, I don't, I truly at the end of the day, I'm like, I could care less who wins game of the year. It doesn't, it doesn't matter yeah. to me. But I do want to see what weird ass game might win game of the year next year. I think they that's know. What they know that's what it's for. It's right. it's an extension of an E3 press conference, but you know anyone can have a go. Sure. And if you don't want to watch the game awards, then you can watch my snark over the game awards because I have been invited to co-stream it again. And 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 look, wait, is this a prop? No. Props. I love props. Oh, it's so heavy. It is literally the heaviest award in the world. And I can't wait to start all over the Game Awards. But yeah, um, I'm still looking for someone to co-cast that with me, by the way. Just, just saying. Don't look at me. <laughs> I'll be still, there to pick up my I award for Trending Gamer of the Year, so I, I can't do anything but attend. Yeah. Yeah, I will be on behalf of Ninja accepting the award oh. for most most popular person on Earth. So I will be doing that. I might see if there's a if I've got a wrestling engagement that night because I think I'd rather get hit in the head with a steel chair <laughs> than watch that celebration of money. Yeah, I, I asked Guy Williams. I'm waiting to hear back because I think that might be might be that an would interesting be good time. Too snarky. That would be. I, some That's, might say, yeah. too snarky. For me to all of a sudden be the voice of reason during the Game Awards, that might be a strange dynamic. I mean, at least last year we had a lot of, um, oh gosh, why is my mind going blank? Um, for real? Swears. We talk about them all the time. No, um, uh, CD Projekt Red, because they were there. And so it was kind of like the MTV anything awards, either the music video or the whatever awards they have. You know, if you show up, you're almost guaranteed to win, <laughs> it sure. seemed. And I was just like, yay, CD Projekt Red, winning more stuff. Yes, just give them everything. I agree with this. Um, if Justin Rowland shows up again and does some more weird Rick and Morty stuff, I, I don't know. But I Justin Rowland is like, at the Game Awards, is like um, Devolver at E3. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to snark in it. It... it it does it itself so it takes care of everything for you yeah oh yes oh yes um but yeah i am i am very excited for the game awards if for no other reason than um that sweet sweet co-streaming revenue and they are apparently sending me a a, a box of something prior to the to the game awards too so i'm not Bye. sure if they're sending me anthrax or or what <laughs> Um, if I disappear, you know that I have been officially uninvited <laughs> to co-stream the Game Awards for this year and all future years because I am now dead. Thanks, Dark Souls. Right, right. In a box. You'll in be a in a box. box. Yes. Right, right. Return to sender. I'll be in the box. Yeah. So, um, 
That being said, I think this is a pretty good time to take a little break. And when we come back, we will talk about some more games because I'm told that's what we do here. Maybe. Maybe? Hmm. I was here to debate pizza. I, that's, I was told that that was the reason. There is me. no such thing as bad pizza. There is. <laughs> no, you're wrong. Let people, I come from let the UK. I can tell you a thing or two about bad food. <laughs> so true so true um we will be right back oh and when we come back i i definitely want to get in on some wrestling with with jim sterling because you guys just need to hear all about this man's amazing life like uh, i just can't <sighs> uh, my twitter followers hate when i do that yeah well I this is talk, I'm, I'm only here to talk about games i am but a performing monkey you will talk about all the things, Jim. <laughs> Content saturation is real. This is a live show. You can talk about whatever you want, like pizza and potatoes. It's great. <laughs> Has there ever been a potato pizza, like a baked potato pizza? Ooh. So many carbs. I, I... This is one of those things where you think you've invented a food, but then you'll just go on Reddit and find it within five minutes. There's an entire subreddit dedicated to potato pizza, I bet. Probably. <laughs> Stay tuned, guys. We will be right back after a brief musical break with more of the Co-Optional Podcast. We'll be right back. Welcome, welcome back to the Co-Optional Podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed our little musical break. Decided to throw some Elder Scrolls Oblivion out there because, um, you know, games that were good. When studios made good games. Um... Yeah, so we are back with the Co-Optional Podcast featuring Mr. Jim Sterling, who is far more interesting than I am. So I'm going to shut up and let him talk about his wrestling stuff. So Jim, tell us. stupid. Here's an overweight 34-year-old man. He's going to become a professional wrestler. I love it. Um... Yeah, yeah, that's what I've been doing this year. That's been weird. It's actually in December, a few weeks, it'll be a full year that I've been uh, on the indie professional wrestling scene, uh, which started off as a joke and then went wrong. Um, I said by wrong, it went horrifically right. Uh, yeah, so we went from Stardust as a parody of um, Stardust in the WWE, Cody mm -hmm. Rhodes now wrestling as Cody, um, which was a, a snip back at a copyright claim we got on one of our Jimquisition videos uh, from WWE because I used a bit of 30 less than 30 seconds of Stone Cold Steve Austin's CGI head uh, from Unforgiven 2001, I mm. want to say, or 2002. But it was a CGI Austin head with two other Austin heads coming out of it, and it just, rah, it was bloody brilliant um i loved that as a kid me and me and my mates used to laugh at the stone cold head like the, the thing they got for hell in a cell now the hand that grabs the scotch is somewhat funny but it's it's no triple-headed stone cold cgi cerberus of course of course yeah exactly so i used a bit of that and then they not only copyright claimed it blocked it from view in multiple countries so wow yeah i had to go and edit that out and then i thought right i've got you so then i had someone i commissioned um uh, die another day d-y-e die another day um does excellent cosplay stuff i'm like right you're gonna need a lot of spandex for this 
<laughs> but I need this done. Uh, so she put together the the, the Stardust costume because um, I'm, I'm a huge fan of um, Goldust and uh, Cody, uh, both the Roses. Um, Cody right now is my favourite wrestler. Um, <laughs> he's just he's a the stuff he's been doing, not just as a performer but for the sport is incredible. Um, so anyway, got that commission, did a video on that. That was a laugh. And then I'm like, right, let's take this a little bit further. Um, <laughs> so I get in touch with uh, sort of the wrestling promotion here in Mississippi, Pro Wrestling Ego, and I say to them, right, let's do a little joke video where a few of your wrestlers beat up Stardust. You'll talk some trash about them, and we'll do a little five-minute joke video. Um, next thing I know, like he, Jay Andrews is on board for that, guy running the show there, is on board with that. He's like, Cool. We'll, we'll set something up. Uh, the more we talk about it, he is eventually like, right, so we're going to book you in this angle with what? And I'm like, what? Mm? You're going to book me doing what? And then he is just cracking. He, he just put me in, and it, it was just in the show. Um, and then I, in, in, it was last December, blew some Starship glitter in Jay Andrews' face during a Battle Royale, um, a gauntlet match, sorry. Uh, told everyone that Stardust was coming. Someone yelled Paul Bearer at me. <laughs> um, we just we were just both fat and wearing suits. Um, I wasn't going, oh, yes, or anything like that. But anyway, you yelled Paul Bearer, and he was faster than me. Uh, so anyway, we did all that. Stardust came out in January and then uh, went from strength to strength. Started out as a manager. Um, worked with Shaky McMullen. Uh, who wasn't too keen to work with Stardust until we had him re-educated, and then he became my Ursa Major. <laughs> and he's currently the PWE Styles Champion under my leadership. Um, it went from that, from a manager's role, to then getting booked into matches, uh, then obviously doing some training beforehand, but they didn't just throw me in there, and they're not reckless, um, to the point where I'm now going in for some you know, semi-regular training, learning how to bump and, and take shots. and, bump all and grind, yeah. Bump and bump grind. And grind, take shots. Um, yeah, so locking up, doing a few moves here and there. And um, now the Stardust thing has been um, shelved somewhat um, because uh, a guy called Wes Warren beat the hell out of him and left me with a uh, struggling to chew food, um, quite genuinely. Uh, and... Uh, gave me my very first chair shots right to my back, um, which actually was the least painful thing that oh, night. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. And <laughs> that's sort of been the impetus for shelving Stardust and me now appearing as Sterling. Mm. Um, because, you know, appropriated gimmicks are fine and all, but it became more than a joke. So we had, you know, I felt like we had to move away from that. Uh, and having the Stardust kicked out of me um, was fortuitous timing. Uh, so now I, I appear at the shows currently with medical wraps on my face. Um, you know, I, I take them off for public engagements like this um, so as not to upset people. Um, but I need that to keep my jaw set, to keep my um, face bones from falling out of my mouth. Basically, that's what I mean. The doctors keep telling me it's just psychological, but they don't know what they're talking about. They don't know what Wes Warren did to me. Uh, so that's where we're at right now. Uh, I, I actually won 
I'm undefeated, by the way, just let everyone know. Um, but of yeah, course. a couple of weeks ago was my last show up in Hattiesburg. I won a battle royale there uh, under the new look and everything. Currently wrestling with a suit and tie on and the bandage face is quite a good look. Um, that's a transitory thing anyway, because I'm I, I'm working with Di another day again and told her, right, you're going to need a lot of different colored spandex for this. Uh, <laughs> and she's working on that. So, yeah, that's where it is at the moment. That's that's what I do outside of video games. Um, I, I remember back in. It's weird. I think it was like uh, either April or May. Um, which of course was not like the, the greatest time for me, but I do remember seeing a video go up of, uh, I believe it was a tag team match with you and, um, Orion Taylor and Adam, Adam Priest. Adam Priest. Yeah. And I just, I remember some of the greatest heel moves I had ever seen in a ring coming out of you with that chair. It's literally banging oh, right it's on the, the mat. Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. Oh, it was great. It was great. I and, mean, people uh, forget Adam Priest threw that chair in to hit me with it. Oh, so the yeah, fact that, yeah, that yeah. I hit the canvas and threw it back at him and, and grabbed my head as if he had done, yeah. I was only reaching the logical conclusion of what he wanted to do. So I didn't cheat. No. If anything... I saved Adam Priest's soul by <laughs> rescuing him from his own cheating. Uh, so that was that was my very first match. Um, that's where I did a, my very first power slam, where I picked a dude up and threw him down. And if I may say so, it was a very crisp power slam. It was. Slam. I was so impressed, which is another reason like why I wanted to bring you on the show, mostly just to trap you into it. It's like, hey, come, in, come on this gaming podcast and then let me like nerd all over your wrestling moves. <laughs> because I used to do the wrestling show with John once upon a time. And unfortunately, you know, just not enough of our audience really watches wrestling. But um, I was hoping some of that would change with, you know, Austin Creed, like doing more stuff with like Up, Up, Down, Down, which we appeared on. And um, then, of course, you're, you're into wrestling. And so just like, oh, dude. And then the first match that I saw on YouTube with you in there, I was just like, dude. And I thought it was, this might be I mean, I hate to say it, but, you know, when I heard first heard about it, I was like, no, not Jim. What? Course, What's yeah. going on here? And then I was just like, I still Dream. like. I don't take offense to that because I am. I still do that. I'm like, I've got another show up. What me? No. Um, no yeah, I thought it was yeah, great that, though. I thought it was really. I thought it was really good. Oh, I mean, the, the guys there are fantastic as well, and that's been part of what what it's been about is them giving me the training to make it a surprise, because uh, a lot of the character is avoiding in-ring work having other people do oh, it yeah. for him you know uh, ursa major has been joined by um uh, joshua o'hagan and alex graves and we are now the constellation um and i, I love wrestling stables so for me to head on up is is giddy it's like i the love dream. it it's the dream absolutely um and i am now working on you know a soft goal because i don't know especially at my age and everything else i don't know how much i've got in it but so i'm, I'm keeping it humble um in terms of what i want to do but i do want to be one of one of if not the first youtuber to have a title belt on his shoulder that he actually won out of all of the hundreds of youtubers that have their own belts i want one that i can actually say i got in a match but will it spin hmm. <laughs> i have a title belt around here somewhere uh, it is do for you, 
I do. It's I won a gauntlet tournament at uh, <laughs> PAX, and it's a belt that says Warrior Needs Food Badly on it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's around here somewhere. Oh, yeah. It's very nice. It's a quality belt. Excellent. PAX 2000, maybe 15, gauntlet, world champion. Everyone was there for fun. Not me. I beat that. I cheated. I like... I made people wait. I would go to the bottom of the map and just make them wait for me. Oh yeah, I was the heel. <laughs> I was I was bad. I wanted that. I see some comments saying like, "Didn't up up down down beat me on that?" The distinction I make is that Austin Creed is a wrestler YouTuber, whereas I would be a YouTuber wrestler. Yeah, right. It's, so it's that's like, an important distinction. It's like an actor waiter versus a waiter actor, right? You, yeah. you know, there's a there's yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, but I do, uh, uh, someone else pointed out, sorry, the names are scrolling so fast, but, um, I am against the clock because Simon Miller, uh, is also oh, yeah. a wrestler now and, you know, he does stuff in what culture and started in games as well. Um, it's been pointed out that it is a bit, it's telling that, uh, YouTuber to wrestler seems like a stable career move given all of YouTube's bullshit. Somehow that's the safer option. Sure. Plus, I, th I think I'd like to make the distinction between Austin Creed and Xavier Woods, if I might. Um, I I'm just saying, just putting it out there that, you know, one is a YouTuber. The other and one is killed a person. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Fine. That works, too. And one killed a human being. Everyone I mean, knows. Right. Everyone knows that that story. We're just all afraid to talk about it. Everyone knows. But we'll not tell you which one. Yeah. <laughs> so games. What else are we playing? What are what are we looking forward to? Uh, I'm looking forward to once I'm done here and once I played a bit more Battlefield Five, getting it out of the way. Um, Warframe on Switch. I heard about that, and wasn't there also like some sort of Civ announcement? I was wondering if they were doing like Civ on Switch now too. Or yeah, I think there's hmm. a Civ, isn't it? Maybe Civ Six. I think that's I what I heard. One. Yeah, I think it's. Come in if not on Switch, up again. Um, not quite my speed setting, but uh, Warframe is. Yeah, how are you um, liking it? I, I got fed up of the gameplay loop way, way back in the day, like a couple of years ago. It's probably the most, <laughs> the comment section on that video rivals some mm. of yours. And that's saying oh, something. Dear. Oh dear. <laughs> um, I slammed their yeah. beloved game. Yes, I did. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, I loved Warframe. I played a lot of it last year. Uh, loved it. Um, fell out of it just because I do with a lot of these live service games. Um, you know, same with Fortnite and everything. It's not so much a value judgment on the game. It's like I, I get plenty of fun out of them. I just end up losing steam. Um, but when I've been tempted to get back into it of late, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to wait for the Switch, start again. Everyone's on an even keel because I mm. think everything's reset there. Um, and just go through it again with everyone on the Switch because the Switch is my thing. It's the perfect system. Uh, absolutely still in love with it. Utterly besotted with it. And any game I like, I automatically now think, when's it coming on Switch? Or, sure. or will it come Everything. on Switch? Or, Everything's yeah. coming on Switch. Anything, yeah. anything they I can mean, get their hands on. Hell, Saint Row the Thirds. That's what I'm looking forward to that on the Switch. Look, I'll, I <laughs> Running will, around I'll, with a dildo bat once again. It never gets old. Switch. I'll, say it, I'll <laughs> say it before. I'll, I said it before. I'll say it again. Uh... I was 2,000% wrong about Switch. 
I was that guy who was like, I don't see the point of having a portable console that's not going to be great in either thing. Like, I was like, this no one's going to play this damn thing. I play it more than anything else right now. And so, you know, I was just like, this is stupid. Who's the target audience? It was me. I was the target audience. <laughs> yeah. It was me. I, uh, like I play almost all, all the time in handheld modes, and I, I, I've always loved handheld systems, and this one is just... I like, not every port works. The Wolfenstein one is tough to watch. Um, <laughs> it's all right to play, but then when it like takes your motion away and just has characters talking to you, it's so blurry, you know? It's just... If I wanted to play a video game with cum in the eyes, I'd play video games on a Friday. So... That's where I'm at with the Switch ports in terms of the really contemporary games. But classic games, them coming over, any, almost anything, I won't say everything, but almost anything feels automatically fresher to me if I'm playing it in a handheld environment. And I will happily play through most games again. I, I feel like, at least with Switch, that it has been a much bigger deal for me. I mean, I, I'm, I'm in Camp Jesse with this too. I didn't think it was going to be that big of a deal and i was wrong i mean and i'm happy i guess i was wrong <laughs> but um it, it it's uh it's been a much bigger console in my life well handheld than probably even the psp which that's that's some rivalry right there because i had a lot of games for psp still do i don't know what i'm gonna do with those but uh and also the vita like i feel like i actually my vita is still in the original box that it came in that i purchased <laughs> And it hasn't been opened. <laughs> and it's probably going to stay that way, too, sadly. But I imagine uh, that's true if the PS Vita is owned by a lot of Sony executives as well. God, the way they did that system. They did that system dirty. And it really is a great... I love the PS Vita. It's just a shame the people who made the PS Vita didn't. I mean, I made the jump to it way too late. I don't... I, I mostly just play PC games, so that that was my problem there. But um, the only thing I don't like about the Switch is after I play it on it for so long, the controllers hurt my hands, <laughs> and so right, that's what, right. what what turns it into like not as portable because then I'm having to you know take the extra controller with me yeah, and everything's got to be charged and. Eh. But I mean, that's, those are small problems to have. That, and I still don't like the dock and the scratching that happens on the screen, even if you're trying to be uber careful and you get the screen protector. Covers. I have one. Covers. I have one, and it's still a just. <clears throat> but yeah, the and of course now they're coming out with a, a new switch in the near future, and they'll probably fix all the problems that I have. That and the kickstand's kind of dumb. It's like the placement is dumb. The charge, uh, the yeah, charging port area is dumb. I know, I know. The switch grip, though, is a lifesaver. Adds yes. the control of things, and I can play because I've struggled without it. But that, I, I can play on it for hours with that, which is good because that new Pokemon has consumed my life. I bet because that's what I was thinking. I was like people playing Pokemon or the new Warframe, you know, and sinking tons of hours into yeah. it. I'm like, maybe it would be a I good mean, time to go back. But I've been swinging my ball for this entire podcast. I gotta, I, I gotta get it leveled. I feel like I'm the only person not playing the new Pokemon game, but every time there's a new Pokemon game that comes out, I buy it, probably both versions of it in most cases, um, and I play it for maybe a day, and then I'm kind of over it. I've done that with a lot, like since uh, Blue and Red, because I, I played Red 
you know, way back in the day when I was a teenager, loved the hell out of it, played it from beginning to end, played past the end constantly. Um, and the other ones, I kind of would always pick them up, play them for a good while, but never really get super into them. Mm. But this one, Pokemon Let's Go, I, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just because so much of it is that Gen 1 Pokemon, but I cannot stop with it. And I actually enjoy that it's streamlined the way it has been. Um, I don't think that should be the future of the series. You know, I, I, there's too much um, potential and, and too many people who love the, the traditional mainline games for them to ever move completely in this direction. But for me, just the quicker way to get through it and to catch things, um, I know it's, it hooked me. They knew what they were doing with that. They knew an audience they were going for, and apparently I was in that audience. Um, it seems like everybody on the planet is. <laughs> yeah. That one's going to do well, uh, and I don't begrudge it because there are some decisions in it that have me scratching my head saying why, like the trading we talked about earlier. Right. And the motion controls that, for me, make it unplayable on the TV. Um, I realize some people get on better with it, but... I still haven't tried the Pokeball with it. I'll see how that goes. But uh, I, I could not get off it quick enough when I had it docked. I, I did it just to get some gameplay footage and then immediately went back to handheld. And there are, you know, that's someone who doesn't have, you know, severe motor function issues that some people might have. For a game they tried to make very accessible, I think it's sad that they've also made it very excluding. Um, and the developer said that they put the controls, they forced the motion controls because they didn't think enough people would try them. Ooh. At that point, you have to wonder, maybe they're not worth putting in if you don't think people want to use them. Yeah. The answer is not to force them to use them. Um, there's lots of little decisions like that in the game uh, that make me just... It's what holds it back from real like Game of the Year contendership for me. Um, just a lot of silly, deliberate design decisions. But for the amount of gameplay it's gotten from me already. Um, and the, the amount of... I spent an entire day picking up Ekansis. <laughs> and and that was... I was fine with that. Uh, it's got me in a way that the series hasn't got me since Red when I, when I had that back in the day. So, yeah. Yeah, that's good. It's um, good, good to stuff. hear. I'm glad that it's actually doing well. Um, I, don't, I don't know what it's going to take for me to actually jump in. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, what did you think of the uh, the Detective Pikachu trailer? Uh, we we talked about it last <laughs> week, but I just I just thought I would ask you what 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 do you think of uh, Ryan Reynolds being Pikachu? <laughs> well, if it, if it wasn't going to be Danny DeVito, right? Yeah, we talked about that R part too. <laughs> yeah, Ryan Reynolds is a very fine substitute. Yeah. Um, I mean, the guy stars rising, and he's in in my opinion a, an incredible performer. Um, I love reading I his tweets. Have to... <laughs> he's he's just he's ridiculous. so into what he does as well. Like he's a performer you can tell who has a real passion. Uh, but yeah, I I'm gonna go see it. I'm, I'm gonna have to. I rarely go to the theater because I just hate everything um, that isn't my in my immediate vicinity. Basically. Um, the things I choose to surround myself with. I don't like to surround myself with people munching on popcorn and bringing their children to Friday the 13th films. Um, but I'm going to go see that. I, I might have to go and see that in a theatre. Uh, yeah. We've been watching 15 
which is Ryan Reynolds, one of his first acting gigs when he was a little wee boy. Uh, we started watching it for a joke to just be like, ha ha, teen drama from like 1991. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. It's ridiculous. It's making me laugh. Oh my God, Dylan kissed Brooke. Oh my God, Courtney's going to be heartbroken. And now I'm into it. And now we've ordered the DVD because season two isn't on Amazon. I, I've never been so compelled by a, a show in which nothing happens. Nothing. They don't. They have four locations, right? That's three. They have four locations, right? It's set in a school, but they never go to class. They only ever hang out in the lobby. They have so few sets that when someone had an issue with his girlfriend, he didn't call her from his house or go to her house. He called her from the public payphone in the cafe they go to because that's one of the four locations they have. There are no adults anywhere in this, even with the one teenager who's got a drinking problem. But we never see his drunk public spectacles because they don't have a public location. Uh, very much like the divorce that one of the characters oh, keeps back yeah. about, the, the parents splitting up um, and the sister living with the mother and Ron Reynolds living with the father. We never see the mother. We never see the father. We only hear about it. Any compelling event that happens in 15 only ever happens off screen. This is a show produced by people who thought to themselves, tell, don't show. That's how you make programming. It's... They could have done it's a Charlie a Brown device. style where they just show like the legs and, and you mm. know, just get a stand in and wah, 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 wah. I mean, it, it could have worked, but hey. I, I, I want to know so much about the production of that show. And I want to know the obviously 40 year old man who wrote it. I want to know that person on a, on a, on a first name basis. So I, I can I, ask him every day why. I, I find so many um, older shows. Like if I go back and rewatch any of them, the number one question I get to myself in my inner dialogue as I'm watching this stuff is where are the parents? Like, I don't know why that just why can't I just like let it go and be like, oh, yeah, that's right. We weren't helicopter parents like back then and whatnot. But some stuff just really makes you go, where are the parents really? This isn't party of five. Like uh. my favorite part of 15 Aside from the fact that because they often wear the same clothes episode after episode, um, me and Alex, me, me and my other half have constructed an entire storyline where there are no parents and so few clothing because the bombs fell. <laughs> and this is like a, in a fallout universe and they just keep living their daily routines and having their teen dramas to escape the horror. Like Courtney and Billy's parents didn't split up they were physically split up, pulled apart by bicycles ridden by the gang members. They've only got bicycles. And right. they pull them apart like horses. The glowing drowners. That's one of the, the groups that exist outside of the high school. Um, it's, oh, it's such a good show. And by that, I mean, it's the worst thing. I remember watching it, like, either before or after Degrassi. And, and I guess, I'm, I'm not even sure if it, if 15 even actually aired in America, because that was one of those Canadian shows that just... It's very it, it, Canadian. Well, yeah, I mean, Ryan Reynolds <laughs> is also Canadian. So um, there were some shows that kind of made it over. Like, obviously, we get, like, Kids in the Hall and whatnot, but 
Um, there are some shows that didn't make it over. So for anybody who's completely clueless as to what we're talking about, just go Google it. Trust me, did, you'll enjoy it. I think it. it may have made it over because um, this was from Alex's childhood. That's why it was put on at first to be like, ha let's laugh at something we watched. And yeah. uh, then at least I got hooked. <laughs> the best bit is how, because again, they can't really, I don't know if they could afford it. If they just didn't want to spend the money on locations and, and, costumes and anything whenever they're in the locker room they're not getting dressed after sports they're just always tucking their shirts into their high jeans that's all they do is they just tuck the clothes in and they do it for the whole scene tucking the same bit of shirt over and over because well, they've yeah. got nothing else to do Oh, 15. The first season's on Amazon. And after you watch it, you'll you'll want to go and find the DVD to see how this wraps up. Like, I, Brooke got her comeuppance, thank God. And that's not a spoiler, um, because there's so much more of the show to go. And I would, and Brooke hasn't got her revenge, so... You know that's coming. Kelly and Teresa are in for it. I tell oh, you those that. bitches. I tell oh, you that for nothing. bitches. They're going to get it. Who was the exchange student? I can't remember. Olaf. Oh, Olaf. Oh my Olaf, gosh. The who funniest. Who is supposed to be from Finland? Right. But doesn't have a Finnish oh. accent. He sounds like a snowman. It's so... very weird. All he does is say the, the wrong word sometimes. Like instead of I've got to go for my exams, it's like I've got to go for my extracts or something. Um, it's that level. And then they go, oh, you mean this, you Finnish wanker. Uh, and that's it. That's the only clue we have. For the first couple of episodes after they introduce him, we were trying to work out where he was from. Because they don't <laughs> tell you he's finished until Ooh, later on. Yeah, yeah. Or at least we missed it. I, I couldn't remember. I just, I remember they like stereotyped it so weird, so strangely. I just, I was like, dude, who was that guy? He was hilarious. You know, just a, you know, back then it was hilarious. Now it'd probably be downright offensive, but... Oh, that and obviously, if you want to make friends, just dress like them. Number one rule that you mm -hmm. learned from fifteen. That's also Courtney dresses like she belongs on Little House on the Prairie. Um, <laughs> I, I think I think the actress walked in from the wrong set, and they just were like, you know what? Anyone will do. Get in there. This is also a gaming podcast. Just putting it oh, out there yeah, no 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 not for you for for everyone else who's like what am i watching it's like is this I a just... review of ryan reynolds's childhood no but no you're fine I'm, I'm just throwing it out there for people who are like wow jenna doesn't know how to steer a conversation at all you're right i don't if because it... i'm not the one driving the truck through mountainside west virginia right now jim sterling is because i'm, I'm gonna let him i'm i'm, I'm the one in the back if just... we were reviewing ryan reynolds's childhood though it got 15 out of 10 Oh, it gosh, really yes. would for that one show alone. It's 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 low stakes drama of the highest quality. That and voices. I love voices so much. Some people need to go watch that. It's really good. Love it. Ryan Reynolds in a horror movie, but it's funny, which is great. Uh, and you can Atherton. tell he's arrived so late to the podcast by the people in the chat demanding we talk about Fallout seventy six. <laughs> Stop talking about 15, like, talk about Fallout 76. You missed the boat. It's I, the 15 part about, of the show now. I if spent... you want to talk about something crazy, mm. this just happened to me. If you're like, Jesse, boy, he was silent. It's because I was in a state of shock. I got an email. These days, the only emails I get from YouTube are copyright claims. 
I got, an, I got a, I got a copyright claim that I just want to read to you verbatim what this says because it is bonkers town. So as everyone is aware, I love David Cage games. They are bizarre and weird and super fun. Uh, copyright claim. Hi, Jesse Cox. Due to the copyright claim, your YouTube video has been blocked. This means that your video can no longer be played on YouTube. That's what video. WWE did to me. But get ready for this. This is the video title, David Cage is a Golden God, Detroit Become Human Part 1. <laughs> claimed oh, by... I just want to, like... David Cage? Take some guesses. Who do you think would have claimed Who do you think would claim episode one of a David Cage series? Just, uh, you know, chat, throw out some guesses. Who could it possibly be? Out of all the, out of all the entities in the world, out of all the things, you're going to be wrong. The you're trouble is... The trouble is, like, I get a lot of these emails too, and they are often so bizarre that I know that it's gonna be something wild. Like, it could be the Dire Straits, for all I know. Here we it go. It could have been them what claimed it, Mark Knopfler and Isla. Claimed by TED Talks. Oh, <laughs> what? Ooh, that's a good what? one. That's a spicy one. That's Ted gotta just be a, a content match that went awry. That that has to be. Why is this happening? Your video might contain copyrighted content, but they've chosen to block it completely. Yeah, that's weird. Maybe it was maybe it was tripped up because Detroit is just standing around talking. <laughs> maybe here's the best part: the footage that is copyright claimed is from the very very beginning where. Uh, you go over and, you're, and, and you meet the like cops who are trying to talk the android from like not killing the girl. This is like five minutes into this game, so it is the demo level of like. There's this footage is just all over. It is not a cutscene. It is literally just like a, and then you answer a question, and like X, and you answer a question, and it's nothing is happening. I can't figure out why this would be used in a TED talk. Where in a TED talk this would be? Yeah, that's if what they, I'm... Did David Cage give a TED talk? I don't know, but it's mind blowing to me that TED talk is what got me, and I'm just was sitting here like, how do I? What the hell? Like I don't even understand. I don't understand. Yeah, actually, um, yeah, in his, in David Cage's How Video Games Turn Players into Storytellers TED Talk, he uses the that same footage. Oh my god! That I guess so that would be why. why. Claiming it? Um, I, I, I'm guessing so. I'll fight that to the. Here's the best part. Take him to court. When you fight stuff on YouTube now, here's what happens every time. It without fail, I will fight someone. It will say at the bottom, "This needs to be resolved by X date." The date will come around, and they'll never say a thing, and YouTube just gives it back to me. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, cool. All right, well, that was the stupidest effing thing I've ever done. So this says, I'll know by December 20th, just in time for a Christmas miracle. Here's looking to you, David Cage. You can make this happen, buddy. You can make this happen. Send me some of that non-used props from... From from the show and it'll be okay. From the show, from the game. Okay. <laughs> from the show, it'll be okay, buddy. Just gonna send you like a tree, and with lots of branches. Lots. Of it's branches. like I want to laugh more at this, but like, YouTube's beaten me and battered me down so much. I don't even have much of a sense of humor for it anymore. For their nonsense, for their Head utter talk. nonsense. Head talks. How is that even remotely? They don't own it. Well, TED Talks doesn't own that footage. No, but... In any way, shape, or form. It's they own footage of the man that owns the footage. That's right. good enough for them. 
That's insane. Oh yeah, I had to I had to tweet at them on Twitter and be like, "Are you kidding That's me?" Right? Not. At least they've got a Twitter presence. Like a lot of these companies that claim stuff, they're so shady and like third party things, and they deliberately don't have social media presences. So you can't call them out like this. Um, hopefully, with it being TED Talk, something established, they should move on. They should move on it quickly, theoretically, unless they really, really, really want that sweet Detroit money. Yeah, I'm actually struggling to find that specific TED Talk on YouTube. I found it via like the the TED page. And so it was uh, embedded in like a different kind of player. So that's also sort of strange. It's super bizarre. If it were just straight up content matching, you would think that the video would be on YouTube. And it probably is. Maybe I'm just not finding it, but that's weird. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have zero strikes. I'm in good standing. It's just like, if you're going to come at me, TED Talks, give me a, like, give me a strike, you bitches. And they, they don't even strike. want your money. They they just want to take it down. it. Yeah, completely. For, like a five-minute scene that they just used that probably was some YouTuber's footage, if we're going to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to be honest. Yeah, that is exactly the way WWE got me with their claim. It wasn't just a content ID revenue thing. It was no one can see this video now. And at least in that case... I did use their footage. So this is just... Yeah, that's your own playthrough with that one. That's weird. I really am sickened by by it. I I have little mini panic attacks now whenever I see YouTube's name pop up in my email inbox. I'm just like, what now? What, What more could you do that you haven't already done? And the answer is something. Because there's always something they can do to strangle your channel or waste time in your day more there's always something new some new low they can hit and not just cpm oh. mm-hmm. mm. um i'm trying to think if there's anything else in the way oh um just an fyi for people tuning in uh live or on the vod uh you may notice that the twitch channel has gotten a redirect um so just so you know in future you can still use uh twitch.tv slash total biscuit and it will d- redirect to twitch.tv slash jenna bain i did a three hour long q a um that's as a vod on twitch i'm working on cutting it for youtube i just haven't gotten around to it yet because it's three hours of me driveling basically and it really needs to be <laughs> edited in order to be viewable um so uh just so you know as a subscriber you don't have to do anything different your sub is is where it needs to be so just know that that's a thing and you can do that um uh i'm trying to think if there's anything else like i kind of want to talk about call of cthulhu but i actually want to wait until dodger's back before i talk about that has she Mm -hmm. played it I thought she had, so... Um, uh, yes, I think she has. Probably. Yeah, and and since those are the kind of games that she's, like, very much into because it's very Sherlock-y, I just I wanted to save that discussion for when she's here. I think it's kind of jank, but the environment's cool, but we'll get more into that another time. I quite liked it. Oh, I'm yeah, do you like it? I quite liked it. It was... Uh, green enough for you? I was charmed you? by it. Yeah, very <laughs> green. Very green. All the charm of, like, a good... Like I don't know if Euro trash is the right word, but it has like the it's it's not it's not at any it's not nowhere polished. 
Well, it's but got it, that cyanide jank. Like cyanide makes these yeah. games that are always good ideas, but always just that bit janky. Yeah, it's super jank, but like enjoyable. Like really enjoyable at its core. And so I never have a problem with that. That's kind of like why I like all those They're games. They're injankable. The Euro jank. Yeah, that's right. Euro jank. Euro jank. Euro jank. That's a thing. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Uh, I will most likely. I'm going to try. going to try here. Um, the StarCraft visual novel sequel is out. Uh, Don't forget our esports dream, which is based on uh, the. It's basically based on Brood War. So it's a prequel to the the previous StarCraft visual novel that came out a few years ago that uh, John and I played through uh, some of it for the channel, and it's on my um, my other YouTube, so youtube.com slash Jenna Bain, and you can find us snarking all over that. And that was a pretty fun visual novel to play through. Um, we, do, we do the voices. And I'm hoping to play through the uh, the prequel soon. I was going to play it yesterday for the stream, but it actually came out late. It's out now, and I need to download it after the stream is done. And so hopefully I'll be playing it tomorrow for the stream, just so that way you guys know if you want to come and watch me do some really cringy voice acting, because, hey, StarCraft II Ladder is done for last season, and... I have my arm completely wrapped. I have like completely killed my elbow. My mouse hand is just done. So visual novel. That's that's where we are in gaming right now because I can't I can't StarCraft anymore. I went and played remastered for a while. And I forgot how bad how not so much how bad, just short shorter clicks and smaller screen. Just like whew. I forgot the Broodwar was actually that hard. So yeah. StarCraft. That's a thing that'll be happening. So what about you guys? Anything else you guys want to talk about games-wise? I think my think? headphones had pushed my the back of my hair <laughs> up into a cowlick for the entire second half of this show. That's not game-related. That's just something I noticed, and I'm now horrified. I ain't got much hair left, so I, I need yep. it to stay under control, do what I tell it to do. Uh, I, have, I have something I want to talk about, sure. only because I need suggestions. Feel free to at Jesse Coxby on this one. Uh, the new DLC for Total War Warhammer 2 came out, cool. where you play basically uh, Barbosa and the other undead pirates of uh, <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean. Basically is what it is. Um, I cannot, for the life of me, figure out how to make it through to the end game of the pirate like scenario. I can't do it, because no matter what I do, I'm constantly, like, under assault from other pirates or elves. or Like, if you do all that, you know how it's like, here's your mission. Especially if you pick the one guy who looks like uh, he's got, like, the pharaoh thing. If you, that, that whole guy is based on if you go to war with people and you fight people and you get missions, then give you loot. And I'm like, perfect. Yeah, I'm going to be that guy. Nope. Because if everyone's at war at you, how do you get anything done? You're constantly under attack. I need answers. Tweet at me. Because I can't. I so far, it's starting to look like the lizard men, y'all. So, <laughs> I can't beat the lizard men scenario. I can't do it. I can do elves, dark elves. I can do uh, uh, the tomb kings. I can do all that shit and the main like campaign stuff. I can even. I currently have a turn five hundred and thirty-three for chaos, and I'm just like destroying the world, and it's great. But trying to be a pirate, an undead pirate, harder than it looks, apparently. 
So give me tips. Get cracking. I don't get it. I can't do it. It's too hard. <laughs> Those games have always been too hard for me. I, I, I love them, but yeah, I suck. Yeah, Vampire Coast is just tough, man. But I like, look, I like that my captain, the reason why I picked him is because when you get to, I think, level 20, you literally, your mount is a walking pirate ship. It's just a walking pirate ship made of made of people and wood, and you throw bombs and shit. At, and it's mwah, it looks great. So give me tips because I want to win. <laughs> oh, all right. Um, I guess it is getting a bit late. I know we started late, but uh, yeah, I guess we probably need to go over some releases here. There are games coming out. What is this madness? Um. I don't know what else is coming out besides Darksiders. I, I, <laughs> I struggle. That's what that I, I struggle from from my Darksiders three on the twenty. Is it next week? Yeah, the twenty seventh. Oh. And then there's I very artifact. Get review codes for anything now because yeah, the moment I, I stopped doing traditional reviews, publishers were like, "Right, get, jettison him." Um, actually, the moment I left sort of traditional media, they were like, "Okay, we don't have to play ball with this fucker anymore." Um, I was straight up told by a PR guy, like, you're on the wildcard list. They don't give people to the wild, like, code to the wildcard people. Um, but I am getting an early Darksiders. Nice. In one of the very rare times I, I get stuff, and it is one of the very few games I'd care to try and get some sort of prompt coverage up because Darksiders and Darksiders 2, like that series, I'm all about that series. And I think it's tragic how it never did as well as and it had all the elements. I guess some, just something stopped it from sort of becoming bigger. Uh, so I really hope it's good. I I really, really hope that, that Dark Siders 3 continues the other ones and, and everything. Because THQ Nordic and, and that, they're picking up a lot of stuff. And one worries if they're trying to bite off a bit more than they could chew. But hopefully, hopefully they're not sort of telltaling it and growing too quick and, and what have you. Uh, we shall see. Whoa, there's a new uh, Civilization DLC? Get out yep. of town. Yeah. How did I not know this? Happened. That was um, announced like maybe, what, two hours ago or something? I, I didn't get a chance to look at the news right before because I was having to make a new overlay at the last minute. But uh, I knew there was something coming out, and I, I just thought to myself, oh, it's probably going to be like, you know, just either an, another game. But yeah, DLC is cool. It's volcanoes and weather. Cool. Natural disasters like floods, storms, volcanoes, uh, pillaging, and it comes out on the 14th of February, so hmm. that's for all the lovers. A little bit of a wait for that one, but hey. You guys interested in Artifact at all? Nah. <laughs> nah. I don't, what, yeah. what, what is Artifact? I should know this, right? It's, a, it's what we in the business call a pay-to-pay -pay game. <laughs> I remember taking a tour at Valve. I believe a certain Mr. Sterling was there. I might have been in attendance. He may have been in attendance. Oh, this is the uh, this is the Valve card game. The, this is the. Go I to remember, two card game. Do you remember when we were walking through on that tour of that place that was like around Bellevue, Mr. Sterling, and and someone casually mentioned and showed us the Half Life Three clock and said that oh, we, you know, uh, we don't make games anymore. Well, no, but we make no. cash registers. No, Enjoy. yeah, that's exactly what they do. Yeah, so this is the thing. Artifact. 
set in the Dota universe, so money yeah, upon money. Mm-hmm. Money. That's a game. <laughs> money. It's a money machine. Um, I guess in, in better news, Just Cause 4 in December. Oh, yeah. December oh, yeah. 4th. That's that's a thing. I'm I'm struggling here. I'm I'm looking. I mean, I see a lot of Persona, which is you know makes me happy. Obviously, seeing three, Always four, good. and five on uh, PS4, and for some reason Vita. But mm. Mm. Uh, aside from that, I'm not really seeing a whole lot that I you know care about. Mm. Yeah, as far as games. Last I mean, week was sort of a big yeah. dump. We kind of had all that, and I think I think it's a little later in December you get your. The new Smash is out, Smash Ultimate, but that's later on, yeah. nearing Christmas. I know a lot of people uh, want us to go on a re-rage about 76, but I just, I feel like the majority of the podcast last week was me raging on 76 really hard. It just, like, there's a VOD. It's it's even on YouTube. Uncopyright claimed because I had to re-upload it. Just, just go watch that or go watch Jim's video or probably multiple videos on 76 and and you can get that opinion i don't know why people tune in thinking that we're just going to rage on things all the time not <laughs> me i won't rage i'll play quiet man and i'll enjoy it by oh, god i'm gonna watch you play that and i'm probably gonna have to cringe just a little bit but i think i think your your channel your chat will actually make it fun for me at i'll least. take breaks i'll take i'll take drink breaks for people I'll be like guys take a minute get your vape and or beer and or flask and or joint take a minute it's gotta be come back it's gotta be a vape if you're watching the quiet man if you're doing anything in for the quiet man it has to be a vape yeah no bongs quiet man don't bong quiet man vaping um yeah i I feel, I feel i feel like it actually does need to be like the quiet man drinking game I think that could work, actually. I, th I yeah, think that could I work. Yeah, do what you got to do to get through it. I'm playing this game, though. Every it's time happening, internet. Every time you have to literally just mash buttons for combat, take a drink. Every time combat literally repeats itself, the exact same combo, take a drink. Every time we get to a cutscene, take a drink. <laughs> death. <laughs> death happens. Just... It'll be death before chapter two. Yeah. I, I literally equated it to, I think, altogether, it made me feel like the, the biggest cut scene in Metal Gear Solid 4. Mm -hmm. Like, that that, that was... The Quiet Man is a cut scene interrupted by gameplay, basically. Is. And that's not even an attempt to be cute about it. That is basically what it is. I'm excited. Those are my favorite games where I don't have to do anything? Oh, man. Talk about achievements. Free achievements. I'm ready. It's a short film first, a game way later, and smug from beginning to end so pleased the quiet man is so pleased with itself <laughs> i'm surprised they had an ending song and it wasn't just the director going ew, ew, for the whole thing so pleased with itself i'm gonna shill a little bit here just to let you guys know that uh, the jackbox party pack 3 is on sale on chrono.gg slash jenna today for ten dollars go get yourself a party pack instead of uh you know, playing the quiet man. That's a better use of your money. Just saying. Cutting your own face off and feeding it to dogs, like in Hannibal. That would be a better use of your time than the quiet man. Yes. Yes, it is. 
Um, yeah, so I guess we'll just do some shout outs uh, and uh, see what, what do you guys have coming up on your channel? What's 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 going to be new? Uh, I mean, look, I may or may not be working on my secret. Look, I've said this before. I'll say it again. Your secret, uh, you know, your new FMV game, please. Well, besides that, I said before on Twitter, I asked, what would people say to me just like, I don't know, moving some content to Pornhub? What if I did that? What would the internet say? And the internet said, and I quote, do it. So we're starting to come up with ideas. And one of the first ones we want to do is called the Gentleman's Hentai Club, where we review old 80s and early 90s hentai and just really have some good conversations about Dude. that stuff. Dude, okay, you got to do a little blue girl. That's got to uh, happen. That is our first episode is yes. little blue girl. And yes. before we started today, <laughs> if you're wondering, Jesse, what are you doing at work? Well, watching both the Japanese, the sub and dub version of little blue girl, and oh snap! Ninian's gonna die. Jesse was describing this to me before we recorded, and his reactions <laughs> as he was describing what he was seeing convinced me this is gonna be a heck of a show. It is. But I've your never dad is the demon lord. <gasps> no, I've never experienced anything like there is. So I, I just wanna. So, all right, I was, for the first eight minutes, it's a 40-minute video. For the first eight minutes, I have three and a half pages of notes. <laughs> I have so many, I have so many notes that I don't even, I can't, I'm just going to, I'm going to give you this little tidbit. I'm going to give you this tidbit. Um, they cut to her and her classmates making fun of each other. One girl says, were you banging the teacher last night? He's not bad for being 30. And she's all, I wouldn't do that because I'm into girls. And they laugh and laugh and laugh. And they have like over the top arm movements and stuff. And she's like, man, if you're into girls, you must be stroking yourself every night. Followed by an immediate cut to her looking in the distance and going, you don't understand. It's part of my training. <laughs> that, every time it cuts back to the training bits, in, in, you in don't that, I, it's so bad. It's so bad. It's part of my training. Part of my training. I'm gonna use that. That is my go-to for every. If people are like Jesse, what the hell are you doing? I'll be like, you don't understand. It's part of my training. To be a ninja. Mm -hmm. you to be a ninja. Why? Why wasn't it called Lesbian Ninja Squad? Because I, I feel I like know. that would have gotten like even more popular. It's like oh, Jesse, are you gonna do a Rotosaka Dodgy Legend of the Overthings or not? I oh don't. My God. I mean, I don't. We're gonna like. That's I more of a masterpiece, though. That, that's like more of an art house yeah, film, I feel. That's very art housey. We need to find like, um, what's the one where it was like seven movies or seven stories all in one? Cool devices. We need to do oh, that. Oh, cool devices. Oh my goodness. Uh, that the, was the pills. Really uh, did, terrible. Was it Lucky Star or something? Something Star. The one with the pills with the dad. Oh my god. One where you it was must like a rabbit girl and oh yeah, they're real. Oh, Here's I the worst part. Girl. Oh my gosh. They're all like really when you at its core, mm -hmm. go back and watch this shit. It's depressing as hell. <laughs> None of it is like at the end of the day very sexy. It's all like sad. <laughs> like, what is happening? Why is this in this? Oh, I have issues. But um, yeah. Really, if you want to know why, this is all because I wanted to play a game called Lust for Darkness, which is about um kind of like a Cthulhu but a sex cult Cthulhu thing. And it's actually like a really kind of cool looking game, but there's so much boobies and bang, like banging in this game. There's no way YouTube would let us play it. 
So I wanted, I was like, <laughs> where would I put this? And I don't want to spend hours covering up nips. So I was like, okay, where do I put this? I'm telling you, there might be a Cox on Pornhub channel. It could happen. It could happen. C-O-X-X. Actually, Q-O-X-X-X. Wow. Because I don't want people to know it's me. That'd be weird. I don't want my parents to find out. Hi, Mom. <laughs> we used to joke about like a Brazzers sponsorship, but hmm, mm-hmm. I-, I don't know, guys. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I remember <laughs> my very first anime convention being I was running the, the AV room in the hotel at Animazement signed up at like 16 or something to volunteer they did not tell me what anime i would be playing but i had to sit there because it's literally vcr feed and yoritsuka doji right there and that is i was like what the and they wouldn't let me out they let they they were like pushed against the door so i couldn't get out they did it on purpose and they were laughing so hard and here i am just like my fragile little mind just i don't believe that for a minute i don't believe there was ever a fragile little mind in there okay maybe not maybe not but then of course Uh, fast forward and then i ended up doing some vo dubbing for for some questionable anime content i didn't know at the time honestly but it was okay money so i got around a psychology from a blockbuster video i didn't know what it was (laughs) my my granddad took me to Blockbuster Video because I used to go there like once a week to just rent anything that looked interesting. And every now and then I'm like, I'll see what this anime is about, see if I find one I like. Um, it had a big devil on the cover looking over a city and I'm like, right. All right, big devil. <laughs> big devil awesome. over a city. Uh, so that introduced me to a new hobby. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm just pointing it out here that Wicked City, because that was a thing that was like right after Akira and stuff, and uh, th- it would be like in the trailers for stuff like Akira and Metropolis. Wicked City, w- Wicked City still has like 90% like liked on Google reviews, and a 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb. But that is a very questionable anime <laughs> right there. Yeah, that, I- that will scar you a little bit. Go watch uh, it, kids. Can I just tell you, just another, I was looking through my notes just now, just another note from Lulu Girl, just throwing this out there, for people who are curious, uh, on the way back from, learn, on the way back from her grandmother's death, Miku is challenged by one punch man in a thong, who will say he's going to destroy her with his sex craft, he punches her right in the tit, to some of the silliest music ever, it's literally the music that plays during the David S. Pumpkin skit on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Great days. Yeah, so uh, I can't wait to combine this with actual footage because this is oh, it. Yeah. This is where I belong. I've figured out what my thing is, and it's this. When so you I'm get really to the, excited. When you get to the episode with the sword, I'm just saying. <laughs> the best part is if anyone ever questions your life decisions or why you've decided to make a career out of reviewing hentai, you can just tell them they don't understand it's part of your training. <laughs> it's already <laughs> given you the, the weaponry you need to navigate the tough questions of life. When your ultimate is literally denying the other person a climax, that's like, <laughs> I'm out, you know? <laughs> oh my god, I can't even. Yeah, I just, <laughs> it's... 
Dear Jesse Cox, can we have this as a panel at CoxCon? <laughs> you know what? If this is successful, the panel will be called, You Don't Understand, It's Part of My Training. The panel. <laughs> and that'll be it. You Don't Understand, It's Part of My Training. Guys, that's, my, that's me. I oh give that God. to the internet. I give it to everyone. Next time anyone questions oh. you, just be like, You Don't Understand, It's Part of My Training. And just walk <laughs> off. And they'll be like, what, what, what? You'll, you'll win every time. Every time. But you don't understand. My dad is the demon overlord of the shadow realm. It's okay, guys. Oh, if, if you need a collab partner, Jesse, I will be. I've got you. We're definitely gonna have guests on soon. It's gonna. Be, oh my gosh. A real major discussion. Yeah. Ah, uh, this bod's gonna. I like be... this comment from Not That End. Not just old coffee. Jim went into wrestling. Jacksepticeye has a clothing label. Label Jesse. He reviews porn. <laughs> You're welcome, Internet. You're welcome. Indeed. It's what I was born to do, baby! <laughs> so I'm hoping that everybody has jo enjoyed uh, the Co-Optional podcast. Um, so, Jesse, aside from the awesome hentai that reviews... That is it. There's nothing the, else. There's nothing else, nothing else for your channel? Ever. That, okay. Everything awesome. else is garbage, but this... Great. This will be good. That's some internet gold. I just hope it monetizes well. I really do because it's not like you can stream that on Twitch or put it on YouTube. So I, I do, I do actually hope the CPM is is pretty. I don't good. even have a clue. But this started as a goof, and by God, I will do everything for the goof. And so this is happening. I would this Patreon is, that. I this would. Is happening. I would. I would chip in on the Patreon for that. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, Jim, what's new for you on the channel? What's coming up for you? I don't know. I'll do it on the day. I never know what's coming up. I just do it at the last minute, and then there's a video. Um, there'll probably be something about why the video game industry is dreadful and awful and why everything we like is rubbish. Mm. Um, oh, I don't know what's going on. I know Ubisoft said that loot boxes were a boon for the game industry. I, I don't know saw I that. Oh. I don't know if I'm making myself depressed looking at that. Um, there'll probably be a Battlefield Five video up um so uh maybe maybe i'll do something on switch warframe um but this week's gymquisition went up yesterday on monday yeah. um six i can't even remember what i call my videos now six times that bethesda uh, like six times bethesda was um, massively incompetent there That's we are. The one. terrible at promotion no, um so yeah there's that and um i'm not sure when the next pwe show is but uh if you can get to Jackson, um, there's always a pro wrestling ego show coming up that I talk about on uh, Twitter and everywhere else. Uh, and you can check out some of those, some of the matches and things I've been involved with on uh, Pro Wrestling Ego's YouTube channel, it's Pro Wrestling Ego. Awesome. And it's only going to get better. The, we've only just got through the prologue, as far as I'm concerned. Stardust was the prologue. Good times are coming. Not for other wrestlers. It's going to be a bad time for them. They deserve mm. it. I just now for some reason i mean well i know exactly why not some reason i just i see stardust now just making the the heel moves and being like you don't understand it's part of my training <laughs> i might have to drop that in somewhere <sighs> i can i can get I, i've dropped all sorts of things and i've dropped in undertale and dark souls quotes yeah. i can drop in there oh, do it i can drop in some hentai quotes <laughs> to the family-friendly PG Mississippi wrestling show where I got in trouble on the first night because I yelled, shut your goddamn mouth to the children. <laughs> <laughs> 
and John Cena didn't like magically appear like poof, good fairy magic and just, you know, go and put hat on that kid's head and just be like, don't listen to him, man. It's all cool. Man. Nah, no. just when I got backstage and the other guys gave me heat for it. <laughs> Did they really? Oh my gosh. I, I feel like there's so many worse Most things that have happened like, in Mississippi than that. I mean, it, I probably could have got away with the dam. It was maybe the god mm, that got me in trouble ah, in Mississippi. The gotcha. other boys were just like, has he given us permission? Is, does Sterling doing that mean we can swear now? And a couple months later, Jeff Cobb said shit. And he didn't get any heat for it. Welcome to Full House. Like god uh, shit. That was the thing. Jim Sterling is Danny Tanner. Um <laughs> No. Um, yeah, so this has been the Co-Optional Podcast. I'm, I'm very sorry if you tuned in and thought that you were just going to hear me and, and Jim rage a lot and, and Jesse being the good guy in the background, but instead you you were brought... I don't know. Like we, no we brought you... I was the good guy. I'm just like... No, that's the assumption you know, that a lot of people had. I'm but. chaotic neutral. Don't chaotic. expect don't expect me to... I, I go where I go. Don't expect much out of me. I think it's been quite a ride of a show. We we did discuss Fallout 76. We True. took some time to debate pizza quality. Potatoes, um, lobster. Reynolds' <laughs> early career, the, yeah. the life and death of a lobster. Um, hentai. hentai. <laughs> which is always a riveting subject in any language. So, yeah, it's been a... I feel like I've been on a little journey this afternoon. <laughs> I'm I'm glad that you think so. My biggest fear was going to be like, fool, you know, we've already kind of discussed like the major releases for this year. I'm going to have Jim on and I'm going to have nothing to really talk about because everything's been like played or discussed. But no, we we we, we found a common a common stream here with the uh, potatoes, pizza, lobster, and hentai. Um Set Potato eats a lobster hentai, part of a balanced diet. <laughs> it's a new death metal band I'm putting together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where basically all we do is sing songs about Fallout 76 and the frame rate and the constant stuttering issues and looking at the ground and going really, really fast and playing in a game as an engine that was never meant for PvP. But hey! That's enough about me and my death metal band. So um, next week on the Co-Optional Podcast, I, I'm actually not sure who we are going to have on because we, you know, it's getting around that crazy American holiday-ish time. There's like Thanksgiving oh. at the at the end of the, you know, we eat turkey or something, um, mm. like eat a lot of stuffing and then pass out. So that's that's a thing that happens. I, I think we should be recovered by then, but I'm not sure if anyone's going out of town, that sort of thing. So um, keep an eye on Twitter, and I will keep you guys updated on that. So twitter.com slash Jenna Bain. You can find me at that name on most things because that's my name. That's a thing. Okay, getting long-winded. So these guys need some rest because potato, pizza, lobster, hentai. <laughs> we, need to, we need to go rehearse. It's part of our training. Uh, so <laughs> thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Co-Optional Podcast. Thank you so much, Jim, for being here. Thank you, Jesse, for tolerating us or me. Oh, it's probably just me. Tolerating mostly. you? No, I it's a, I sp I'm here to spread joy <laughs> to the world. Come on. On Pornhub. Yeah, <laughs> I'm here to spread joy as long as you're 18 plus. As long as you're 18 plus, <laughs> joy. Anyone else, stay away. Oh, 
Big shout West out to Virginia, <laughs> mountain mama, take me home, anti road. <laughs> Oh that is a God. sticky ass road. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Your wheels will get caught in that shit. That's gonna be tough. Oof. The yellow slick road. Oh. Yeah. Um. Thanks for tuning in, guys. And we'll be we'll be uh, uh we'll be back next week. Uh, thank you so much. To all of the Twitch subscribers, I really appreciate you guys using your resub this month. Um, because, <laughs> oh, because at this moment, I don't know what else is keeping me alive. Apparently, Jesse Cox's uh, hentai review content. And uh, yeah, so I've been Jenna Bain. That's been Jesse Cox. That's been the amazing Jim Sterling. That has been Sony's presence at E3 2019. And we will hopefully see you next time. <laughs> bye bye, everyone. Bye.